Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode here on the Yours Truly podcast. Thanks for joining me today. So glad you're here. It is July, little calendar check. We are officially in the thick of it when it comes to summer. I think it is safe to say I am really just trying to survive here with the muggy weather on the East Coast. The air is thick. Some of you, if you're also East Coast based, I know you know what I'm talking about. But uh, I hope you're doing what you can to stay cool, stay hydrated, and enjoy the summer so far. If you're new around here, if this is your first time tuning in, my name is Claire Tuning. Wonder where that joke came from, right? Um, I am your host. I am a non diet registered dietitian. I'm a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I also like to introduce myself as a peanut butter and jelly enthusiast. Fun story, little side note here before we hop into today's conversation. I recently made a post on my Instagram story about a smoothie combination that I have been enjoying recently, and the ingredients were frozen strawberries, a frozen banana, some peanut butter. God, I almost forgot one of the most important ingredients here, but I had peanut butter, some milk, and then I threw a splash of vanilla coffee creamer in there as well. Hot tip, if you have not tried throwing a splash of flavored coffee creamer into your smoothies, I definitely would recommend it. It adds a little sweetness. It adds some creaminess. 10 out of 10 chef's kiss. Anyways, I took a picture of this smoothie and I posted it to my Instagram story as I will sometimes do and I shared the ingredients. And someone messages me in response to the story saying, you can't fool us, Claire. This is just a peanut butter and jelly in a different form. Like you're always gonna find a way to fit one of those in. And I said, you know what? You're right. I did not realize that it was a peanut butter and jelly blended up in a cup, but that's probably why I've been loving that combo so much. So if you're in the mood for a refreshing, delightful, uh, also a smoothie with some staying power as well, like it'll keep you fueled for a decent amount of time, would highly recommend the strawberry, banana, peanut butter, milk, and coffee creamer combination. Sounds weird, I know, but don't, don't knock it till you try it. But I have a very special guest on today's episode of the podcast, and I cannot wait to share our conversation and introduce this guest more fully here in a couple of minutes. But first, I have a couple of announcements. So first thing is I decided that it was time to update all of my highlight reels on Instagram. You know, the little bubbles that show up at the top of someone's profile on Instagram. So if you're looking for the most updated and current info about all the ways that you can work with me and get started learning more about a non-diet approach to health, then check out those highlight reels. There's a, you know, start here reel where I tell you what you can expect and who my content is for. There's info, like I said, on how to work with me. There is a whole slew of slides on additional resources. So I have book recommendations. I have content creators that I think are really wonderful to follow. So again, check out those highlight reels if you are looking for the most current and updated info. You can also find more information about how to work with me here in the show notes of today's episode. We always include that information here, so it's only a click away from wherever you're listening. If that is easier for you, then go into Instagram and looking at those highlight reels. 
And speaking of ways to work with me, I have a special event coming up here in the month of July. We are only about two weeks away from this event as I record this. Now, this is an event that's focused on a topic that I have actually never taught on before outside of my one-on-one coaching program until now. So I've really only tackled this in a one-on-one setting with all of my highest level clients, but it is a topic that I get a lot of questions about. There's a lot of misinformation about this on social media, on the interwebs, if you will. So I figured why not create an offer and start to teach on this outside of my one-on-one coaching environment. So it's accessible to a greater number of humans. So on Thursday, July 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern, I am hosting a masterclass on the topic of emotional eating. I have called this masterclass Getting Off the Emotional Eating Roller Coaster. And this is going to be a 75-minute masterclass experience to equip you with the tools that you need to navigate the highs and the lows of life without just turning to food. So if you have ever labeled yourself as an emotional eater, or if you're someone who has ever felt bad or guilty for quote unquote, eating your feelings, as they say, then this experience is specifically designed for you. It's also for you if you have ever thought to yourself, you know, if I could just get this emotional eating, or if I could get the stress eating or boredom eating under control, then I would be doing so much better in my relationship with food. If you're someone who has ever thought anything along those lines, I am confident that you're going to get so much value from this masterclass experience. So what this is, like I've been saying, it is a virtual 75 minute class where we are going to explore a couple of different things. First, we're going to talk about what emotional eating is and why it happens in the first place so you can understand more about this behavior. Then we're going to talk about how to distinguish your true biological hunger cues from your emotional hunger cues. We'll talk about what the difference is and how to feel the difference between those. We're also going to talk about ways to stop relying solely on food in times of stress, boredom, sadness, whatever the emotion might be. And lastly, we're going to walk through how to remove guilt from those emotional eating experiences when they happen. Because at the end of the day, we are all human and eating is a inherently emotional experience. So it's going to happen sometimes. So how can we navigate these experiences with compassion, with grace, and remove the guilt from those experiences? Because one thing is for certain that guilting and shaming yourself is not going to help you to feel better. So again, this event is happening on Thursday, July 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern, and I am limiting the number of spaces in this event to 25 participants, just so that we can allow time for questions and group discussion. I really want this to be interactive. I want this to be more hands-on, if you will, and I can only really make that happen with a smaller group. So 25 participants total. Early bird registration for the event is 
is $57 and it is happening now. If you were listening to this episode between when it airs on Wednesday, July 13th and Sunday, July 17th, and then registration is going to bump up to $77 the week of the event. I announced this event earlier this week on Instagram and I only have about seven or eight spots remaining open in the event as we speak. So if you are listening to this in real time, there is still time to claim your spot at that early bird pricing rate. To register, all you'll need to do is reach out to me personally in one of two ways. So the first way is you can shoot me an email. My personal email is claire at clairetuning.com. And all you have to say in this email is the code word, which is roller coaster. So in the subject line of the email, write roller coaster. In the body of the email, all you have to do is type that word and I will reply to you with the link to registration. The second option on how to reach out is you can drop me a message or a DM on Instagram. Again, all you have to do is use that word roller coaster, the code word, and I will send you that registration link back as soon as I get your message. So I hope to see you all there and be sure to jump on that sooner rather than later if you're interested so you can claim those few remaining spots at the early bird rate. But now, Let's get on to today's episode with special guest Shaylee Muir. Shaylee is a body positive YouTuber who enjoys creating content related to plus size fashion, mental health, makeup, and beauty. She offers genuine communication and plus size fashion try on videos each week, and she has an underlying desire to help you fall in love with who you are. You can learn more about Shaylee and her work on Instagram. Her handle is at Shaylee Muir on Facebook at Shaylee and Baby, or you can visit her YouTube channel, what she is most well known for. That is youtube.com slash Shaylee official. I was searching her earlier today just to prep for giving her intro and giving her bio. If you type in her name in your search bar in Google and type YouTube after her amazing channel will pop right up. Her try on videos are really fun. She has a great fashion sense. I am trying to learn a few things and you will also get to learn a few things from both her content and our episode here today. So in this conversation, speaking of this episode, Shaylee and I talk about the role of fashion and makeup when it comes to working towards self-acceptance. And she also offers some of her biggest fashion and makeup tips for those of you who are wanting to discover and get more in touch with your sense of style. It's a little bit different from some of the nutrition content I cover most often on the podcast, but it's a really wonderful way to to branch out and bring some of the uh, non-diet advice into the fashion and the beauty space. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Shaylee. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Shaylee. Welcome to the Yours Truly podcast. How are you hanging in there on this Tuesday? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I... I gotta be honest, I am selfishly excited to pick your brain about all things fashion and makeup and all of the above as a non-fashion person myself, but as someone who enjoys cute things, I always, you know, love the opportunity to get to learn from someone who knows 
much, much more than I do on a topic. But before we get there, I have a couple of this or that questions for us. Are you ready? Let's do it. First one, warm weather or cold weather? Cold weather. Oh, curveball. I maybe (laughs) I try to switch these up a little bit so I'm not asking the same questions every interview. But whenever I've asked that question in the past, I think nine times out of 10, I've gotten the warm, of course. So please explain yourself. Why do you prefer cold? (laughs) I am a Colorado native. So Mm. I live in Colorado right now as well. And I don't know, I just, I, there's something about the snow. It's magical to me. It's when it's on the ground, the world is quiet. It's peaceful. It's white and beautiful. I, I, I just love snow. So I would 100% choose snow over warm weather. Over anything else. You're talking like white snow over white sand beaches, it seems. Yes. I lived in Florida for four years and that was not great. I, I do not like humidity. I don't, I don't do very well. Yeah. I bet that's quite the switch up from Colorado weather. I've, I've never spent an extended period of time in either of those States, but I can imagine that's quite a drastic shift between the two of them. Very. very Yeah. Okay. Next one, iced coffee or hot coffee. Iced. I don't drink hot drinks. Okay, this one, this one we can relate to. It's so funny how you're like, I love the snow in the cold weather, but a warm <laughs> drink, no. <laughs> no warm drinks, only cold. <laughs> People don't get it. They're, you know, I will order a nice coffee during a snowstorm and I'm and people are like, Why where's the hot drink? Like, yeah. no, I don't I don't I don't live that life. I'm the exact same. I am team iced coffee all year round. And we love seeing all these posers as it gets warmer, switching to iced coffee when us true fans have been here through the 30 degrees and the 80 degrees with with iced coffee. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Next one, sandwiches or wraps? Hmm. I guess I'd go with sandwiches. That seemed like the hardest question yet. (laughs) I don't really like sandwiches or wraps. (laughs) Okay. Oh, well, I apologize for putting you in a question you didn't (laughs) even like. You're like, can I say neither? (laughs) A good, a good sandwich though, with some toasted bread. I don't know if you're a cheese person. It is delightful in some instances. It is. I, I am a huge fan of avocado toast. Okay, which is practically a sandwich, just without the upper slice of bread. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What about listening to a podcast or listening to music? Which do you prefer? That's a really good question. Um, Both. I don't watch television or movies really Uh at all. Um, all, I'm all about the podcast life and listening to music. So those those are my two things, really. Well, we'll give you both. If you're like, I don't do TV, I don't do movies, we'll let you have both music and podcasts. And final one, since we are going to be talking something style and fashion, I have to know, and you can let me know if this is a bogus question and I just need to forfeit it entirely, but would you rather wear a more plain outfit with more ornate accessories or would you rather wear a 
I don't even know how to describe it, like a outfit with a ton of fun colors and bright, but be more minimal with your accessories. Or maybe you can do both. Maybe you can be like big outfit, big accessories. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> What's your assumption of me when you're, cause she's looking at me right now. So she can see what I look like. You, you know, if I had to guess just based off of the visual that I have right now, I would imagine you probably go for the bright colors in the outfit. Yes, but I also love huge accessories. Okay. So I'm just about the bolder, the more, more colorful, the better. You're just like all, all of the above. Yes. <laughs> Give me all the bold everything. Yeah, yeah, for uh, I don't use the video format of um, the podcasting. I'll just be using the audio for the actual interview. But yeah, for anyone who cannot see Shaylee right now. We have a bright pink sweater and we also have pink in the hair. So that's how I came to the conclusion of you must like the brighter things. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, okay. Now that we've done a little bit of this or that, I would love um, to whatever extent that you want to, will you share a little bit more about yourself, what you do and how you came to do what you do? Yeah. Um, let's see. I started out making videos on YouTube about nine years ago. I was pregnant with my daughter and saw a lot of people creating, you know, like family vlogs and pregnancy updates. And I was living in Florida at the time and I wanted to update my family in Colorado. So I started filming and I wasn't expecting anything to come out of it at all. It was just, it was really fun for me to have a place where I could document everything and uh, then strangers started coming over and talking to me. And I was like, oh, wow, people, other people are watching this. Okay. And uh, it kind of grew from there. Um, I would say I was more so in the family vlogging kind of space on YouTube for a long, long time, like for the motherhood side. Um, and then I found out that putting my kids on the internet wasn't the safest thing. Lots of, lots of stuff went down and found my kids in some like predator playlist because mm as it was. So that's when I started to kind of reevaluate what I wanted to do and the content I wanted to create. And I've always loved fashion. Um, and at the time I had really just started getting a healthy relationship with my body, um, started for the first time, like feeling confident in it and excited about it. So that's when I switched my content over and a lot of my audience really seemed to resonate with it. And now that's what I've been doing ever since. It's cool that you were able to go through what seems like quite a rebrand, right? Being in the more family side of things in the motherhood space and now being more in the fashion and the style space. But in going through that rebrand, you found that people continued to follow and they were still really interested in what you were putting out there, even though it was a different topic than what they were used to seeing from you. That's cool. Yeah, I was, I was really happy that my audience decided to, to still follow me over there, but they've always been really supportive. So, yeah, I actually, I did not know that about you ever since I've been familiar with your content. You've been more in the, the fashion and the style space. I didn't know that you started out solely on YouTube doing more family oriented content. You gave me a new piece of information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, my most viewed videos, like the videos that have gone viral have been parodies. So I'm okay. also a singer and uh -huh. I have a performance background. So, um, being able to like change the lyrics of songs and make some funny, like motherhood videos. I, I was all about that. 
for a really long time. So those are actually my most viewed videos and how a lot of people know me. Well, you have given me something to go look at after we wrap up. I need to look up these parodies and these songs. And too, when I think of that, it's a creative outlet, right? I, I am not a singer myself. I am not a musician, any of the above, but it's something in the creative space. And I would imagine there are some similarities there between the fashion space and style. That's also a version of creativity and self-expression. Do you find there's a lot of overlap between the two? Absolutely. I feel like I'm always having to challenge myself creatively or else it's just not worth it for me. <laughs> like I get bored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, something that you talk about a lot, as we've been saying so far in this interview on your social media pages are makeup and fashion and style. I took a look at your Instagram bio in doing a little bit of preparation for this interview and your bio reads. I want to help you fall in love with who you are with a little heart there next to it for the, the heart that's pink. It goes along with everything else that you are today. Um, I'm really curious to hear your take on how you use things like fashion and makeup and style to help both yourself and your followers with body confidence. Like how do those things go hand in hand? Yeah. I mean, I know that so many women. I, so I am plus size. I'll just preface that by saying I'm a size 20. Um, so I am on the plus size spectrum. And for a lot of years, I felt that my body wasn't worthy as many women do and used to wear like jeans in the summertime and sweat to death, like not hang out with my kids by the pool. Um, and really let my body hold me back from experiencing life. So being able to show women, like you can wear these outfits, you can rock these styles just as much as our straight size friends is what I'm all about. Because I think there's just so many women who, who just think that they have to lose a certain amount of weight before they're worthy of living the life they want to live, whether it's in their fashion or whether it's you know, pursuing a dream or, you know, just becoming the version of themselves that they want to be like, they are worthy at the, at the weight and in the body that they're in right now. So that's my whole goal. I'm starting to wonder too, since you mentioned earlier, you had a big transition in your content coming from the mom and the family space. Is it fair to assume that you had a lot of other moms following you? Like, is that a, a fair assumption to make? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I even, I did a series on my channel too, like probably seven years ago, it was called body image after baby. And mm -hmm. I brought on like a lot of people, a lot of moms that were on YouTube to talk about their experiences with their body after having a baby. And that's when my eyes kind of were opened to like, okay, well, this is not just this is not just me who's struggling here. Like this is, this is everyone. Mm -hmm. And when you go through the changes of having a baby, I mean, that can be, uh, that can be very devastating for a lot of women to have to make, to come to terms with their body completely changing. Yeah. That, um, is not a process I have gone through myself. I do not have kids, so I cannot say that I understand or I've been there, but I've worked with many individuals who have gone through that process and they describe it as, a whole identity shift, 
right? And, and viewing your role and how your body feels and how your body changes. So the reason why I was asking if you had a big mom following, as you said earlier, that as you were kind of rebranding and shifting some of your content, you found that a lot of your audience continued to resonate with what you were sharing. And I had a little light bulb moment. I was like, if you're talking about body related things, whether it be body confidence or changes after a baby or, um, uncoupling weight from worth or weight from how you'd like to dress. It makes sense why a lot of people continue to resonate then if you were in that mom space. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and especially at the time when I kind of switched over, it was really, it was a newer topic. I think now it's, it's very, it's a lot more saturated, um, which is great because the more voices in the space, the better. Um, but especially back then it was, it was just, it was kind of new. We were just kind of body positivity and loving ourselves, self-worth, all of that stuff was like really just starting to come, um, to the surface. So it was exciting to like be a part of that in, in the beginning. How long ago was that? You might have said it earlier. I missed it. About, it, was, it was about like five years ago or something. Okay. Yeah, definitely newer than those topics are today. Less talked about yeah. them than they are now. Uh, well, I have worked with individuals who sometimes fear that be it makeup or fashion might kind of prevent them from coming into a space where they can work on acceptance and loving themselves as they are, or even caring for themselves as they are, because, and I can't speak for everyone, but from what my clients have shared, they say, when I see myself all made up, right, with makeup on and an outfit that I really love, I see myself differently then than how I see myself if I'm at home with no makeup on, like, cleaning the house in an old pair of sweats. Um, do you feel like this is true that makeup or fashion could get in the way of that acceptance or do you view it as a tool and actually something that can be really expressive and helpful in this process to accept and care for your body? I see it both ways, honestly. Um, I do think there is a stigma with overweight women, um, or plus size women, not wearing makeup and not looking cute per se and feeling less accepted by society. Because I do feel like if you are a plus size woman who gets done up on the regular, like that's a more acceptable stream of beauty almost because you're still kind of fitting the bill. I mean, you're putting that, that effort into yourself, if you will. And I've noticed I get more compliments, you know, and more people notice me when I am done up. And so I think it's like important to remember that, uh, we do those things, you know, doing our hair, doing our makeup, um, wearing the outfits because we want to feel confident about ourselves um, and not doing it for the approval and opinion of others. And I think like that can get, that can get really cloudy sometimes. Um, but I know for me, it's very important for me to show myself without makeup and, you know, just in sweats, just as much as it's important to show like a makeup tutorial or, um, you know, a fashion haul because we're so multifaceted as women and, um, 
you know, I think both, both sides of us are equally as powerful. And so I can see how that would definitely be a struggle. And, but at the same time, I do feel like when I get done up or maybe I just throw on mascara for the day and like chapstick or something, I think it helps me feel just more confident in myself to be more of, you know, the strong woman that I already am. It just kind of gives me a boost. So I, I see it both ways. Yeah. It's kind of it a, depends. yeah, it's a both and right. Yeah. Both things, both things can be true. And I was going to say, even before you brought it up, I really do feel that on your page, when I look at your content, you have a great balance of showing a lot of different sides to yourself, right? Both the fun makeup and the clothes and the trying on all of these beautiful outfits and the parts of you that's like, Hey, I'm existing. (laughs) This is how I am today. So I feel like that's really important coming from someone like yourself who has a following and people are looking to you for this content to see all sides of you represented in that way. You know, knowing that social media can only show so much still at the end of the day, but having both sides of you represented there. Um, And it sounds like too, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like when you're answering that question with it depends, or both can be true, that it kind of depends on someone's intention behind doing some of these things. You said earlier, are you doing this for you or are you doing this solely for someone else? And how that line can get a little blurry sometimes, but it seems as though we have to be mindful of the intention. Is that kind of what you were saying? Absolutely. And I feel that way with with a lot of things when it comes to outward appearance, you know, I think when it comes to something like, like eating, eating well, or like exercising, um, you know, those things are important, but at the same time, so many people, including myself spent a big chunk of their life trying to, look a certain way, or in my case, be thinner for the gaze of other people, like for the, for the approval of others. And I had to kind of remove those things entirely, stop going to the gym, stop focusing on all of that altogether to heal my relationship with myself first. And now I feel like all these years later, I'm at a place where I can start incorporating those things again, because I'm not doing them for other people. I'm doing them for me and the way that it makes me feel. And so I think it depends when I say it depends, it's really where women are in their life, um, in the season that they're in to, to make that decision for themselves. Um, cause it's, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. And it's important too. I mean, you were talking about there, the power of taking a break and fully stepping away from some of these behaviors if you did use them in a negative way or in a way that was harmful for your physical or mental health. And sometimes in taking a step back, it sounds like at least the case for you was that time away helped you to be able to heal and then eventually return to some of these behaviors, being more confident that you were engaging in them from a place of positive intention, not solely from a place of pleasing someone else or a diety intention, right? Um, what you're saying reminds me a lot of something that I talk to my clients about. Now, this is a 
a food related thing. <laughs> we can get to the, to the fashion piece, but um, I tell them that there's nothing inherently wrong with something like a salad, yeah. for example. But if you're eating a salad because it's the only thing that's quote unquote allowed on the diet or out of fear of other food options that are available, feeling like I can't have this or I shouldn't have this or X, Y, Z is too calorie dense, right? If those are the intentions driving that food choice, we can get a little curious about that because it might not be coming from a healthful or a helpful place. Whereas someone else could be choosing that salad because they're craving something that's crunchy or that's um, crisp and refreshing on a hot summer day. I don't know if it gets super hot there in Colorado, but in Virginia, it gets really hot. Um, or maybe because they're really wanting that flavor and that sounds satisfying, right? It's the same food. It's the same behavior on the outside, but the why behind each of those choices is very different. Do you feel like there's a parallel there with clothing, makeup, fashion, all of the above? Definitely. Um, I know I've gone through so many seasons in my, in my life where, you know, I was hit with depression or just going through something really tough. And the last thing that I wanted to do was do my makeup or put on a cute outfit. Like it was hard to even get up in the morning, you know? And I think there should be space for all of those things. And that's why I don't really like, you know, saying one thing or the other and sticking to only that thing. Cause you know, people are so complex. Just, I don't ever tell women like, you know, make sure you wear your makeup or make sure you do your makeup this way because, um, you know, this will make you feel super confident. Um, because for some women, like they don't even have, or people in general, they just don't have that capacity to do that at that point in their life. And, you know, they're still worthy of confidence and acceptance and all of those things too. So it's kind of like walking a fine line sometimes. Cause I just, I don't ever want to like make people feel less than for not, um, investing in themselves that way. But if they choose to, like, I hope they find my content valuable. Mm -hmm. And two, I can imagine with the, the style piece, what makes one person feel really good or what makes them feel more confident might be really different from what helps someone else, whether that's a certain makeup technique or a certain style of clothes, what again, feels really great for one person could be completely different for another. So I see this a lot in the food space and then, you know, diet culture as a whole people and sometimes even professionals, dietitians can be guilty of this. I did this in a previous version of my career, right? But presenting this one idea of what eating looks like or presenting this one idea of how to approach food, but that might not be accessible, realistic, or even enjoyable mm -hmm. for everyone. It seems the same with how one chooses to express themselves via clothing or makeup. There's a lot of variability there. So I appreciate you saying I don't want to stand here and say, you know, we have to do this, or there's this one technique or this one approach because everybody can feel a little bit different towards these things. Yeah. And it's, it's the same with the fashion that I show too. You know, some people are very, very, very passionate about sustainable clothing. So I tried to show sustainable brands, but then I get comments when I show sustainable brands saying I can't afford that. 
So I also show Walmart, you know, or I show Target. I try to have a little bit of everything for everybody because, um, you know, I recognize that not everybody is at the, the same place in their journey. So now that you said Walmart, you have me thinking of something that I think I saw from you recently. Didn't you do, speaking of like warmer weather being around the corner, I've seen one, maybe multiple swimsuit hauls from you. Was one of them Walmart or am I thinking last year you did that? There was something. I just did Target. I just did Target. Yeah. And I actually have swim week coming up here shortly. So I'm going to be doing an entire week of swimsuit hauls. And I love that. I love that time of year. It's my favorite because I love trying all the swim. Well, you'll have to, I'm sure you will on social media, you'll have to let us know your top picks and the ones you love and the ones you hate, all of those. Um, When this episode comes out, we'll be a little bit past when your swim week is going to be. But for anyone who is listening, because I imagine this will be coming out dead springtime, like right there in the middle, people might be thinking of that. So they'll have to scroll back on your feet a little bit (laughs) and check out the holes. Um, But final thing that I want to ask you here before we look to wrap I'm just curious. I I really just want to give you the floor here to offer any final fashion, makeup, style, all the above, just general tips, maybe some of your favorites, some of your go-tos for anyone who's listening, who's wanting to get more in touch with their sense of style or explore this as a form of expression or a part of their dieting, body image recovery, just any general things that you can think of that someone might find helpful? Yeah. Um, I would say don't limit yourself. Don't put yourself in a box. I get told often, you know, I would love to wear this thing, or I would love to make my lips purple like yours, but I can never pull it off. And I always say you can pull off anything that you believe you can pull off. And I think that's where a lot of people get, get stuck because they're not used to seeing a certain style on them or they're not used to, you know, doing a fun color on their lips or their eyes or whatever. And so they just assume that they, they can't do it, but you never know until you try and you're never really going to know what you really love as far as fashion and makeup go until you try it out for yourself. So don't limit yourself. You know, people will also say to me, like, you're, you shouldn't be wearing a crop top you know, your, your body's bigger. Like you, you need to, you need to hide that, tuck that away, like put that away. And I'm like, no, this is literally what makes me feel the most confident. And that's what matters is the way that you view yourself, the things that you think you can pull off. That's what matters the most. And if you're not used to it at first, yeah, you might be walking around like, oh my gosh, what are people thinking about me? Like, I probably look like so crazy right now, but the reality is people are thinking about you less than you think they are. I think everyone is so caught up in thinking about themselves and how everyone else is judging them that they're not actually focusing on how everyone else looks. You know what I mean? Like we put such an emphasis on that, but I think people just, people aren't going to be the ones that judge you for your decisions. It's really about your frame of mind and uh, what you believe you can pull off. So if it's something that you want to try, it's something that you have never done before, but you're kind of nervous, do it anyway. Like wear the, wear the bathing suit at the beach or at the pool with your kids. And if you're not comfortable in a bikini, 
try a one piece, see how it makes you feel. You'll be surprised at how empowered you feel just being able to make small steps like that, especially if you've never done that before in your life. So the takeaway that I get is keep an open mind just because you feel like you can't quote unquote pull something off doesn't mean that that's true. Maybe it just means you haven't tried it. So keep an open mind to that. I also really appreciate that you talked about how things might feel weird if you have never done them. So sitting with that feeling, knowing that it's not an indication you're doing something wrong. It's just an indication that you haven't done this before. And yeah, there's going to be a learning curve. It's going to feel interesting and, and maybe a little weird. So I appreciate those reminders. And now you also have me thinking about a purple lip. Do I don't know what, I don't know what this says about me. I have never once considered putting, well, I guess burgundy or like a wine color. That's a shade of purple. It's just a lot darker. I've never once thought about putting a brighter or a vibrant purple on my lip, but that seems fun. <laughs> really? That's, that's surprising to me because you have, you have like such a bright smile, like adding a pop of color there would be awesome. You should totally do it. Well, I appreciate that. Wow. Maybe when we get off camera, I'm going to book you for a consult. I'm like, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I put what, where? <laughs> I'm hey, that's, my, that's my favorite part about what I do. I love, I love being able to, to hype women up and be like, do it, just yeah. do it, do it do it. Um, well, thank you so, so much for your time, for volunteering to, to be here today. I really love the opportunity to finally get to know you or talk with you in real time. I know you and I were talking before we hit record. I've seen your content. I've seen you on my feeds for quite some time now. I feel like I know you, but I never really did until we spoke a little bit more. So I'm super appreciative that you chose to be here. I know our audience is as well. Um, if anyone wants to find you, your content, if they want you to hype them up, if they want to see this swim week, I think you called it, tell us where we can all find you and learn more about what you have to offer. Yeah. So on YouTube, you can just look up Shaylee, S-H-A-Y-L-E-E. And on Instagram, my name is Shaylee Mirror. So my first name and then last name is M-E-U-R-E-R. -E I'm glad you spelled that. I'll obviously have it in the, the description and the title of the episode, but the way that it's pronounced almost sounds like mirror, like what you look into almost yeah. sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Shaylee, thank you again so much for your time today. My listeners, that is all we have. So we're going to go ahead and sign off by saying yours, Julie, Claire, and Shaylee. And that's a wrap for episode 170 here on the Yours Truly podcast. Thank you so much for joining Shaylee and I for this conversation about fashion, makeup, beauty, all of the above. And I hope you got some solid nuggets of value from our talk. As always, if you enjoyed today's conversation or any other episode that I've ever shared here on the pod, it would mean the world to me and the show if you could take a moment to share. You can do that by tapping the five 
five-star rating button. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review if you feel so inclined. Or if you'd like to share this episode with a friend, you can tap those three dots somewhere hanging out on your screen to get the link for the episode to text out or to email. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and share it to your social media story. Be sure to tag me at Claire Tuning and you can tag Shaylee as well at Shaylee Mirror on Instagram if you would like both of us to see that you're listening and send you a little personalized thank you. Final reminder about that emotional eating roller coaster masterclass. Again, early bird registration is open now until this Sunday, July 17th, or until all of those 25 spaces are filled. If you would like to reach out and claim your spot, In that class, you can do so by emailing me, claire at clairetuning.com, with the code word rollercoaster, both in the subject line and in the body of your email, or you can send me that same code word rollercoaster via DM on Instagram. Just shoot me a message at clairetuning, and I will send you the sign-up link from there. But that's all I have for you today. Thanks again so much for joining us, and I'll see you back here soon.